Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Memorei Ram Golder, and today we're in Masechus Rosh Hashanah Daf Yud, the first parak of Rosh Hashanah. This Masechus has been generously sponsored as a schus for Chaya Bas Esther. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the Gemara inquires from where is it known that the Orla and Revai prohibitions are extended into the fourth and fifth years? Rabbi Bar Abba said in the name of Yochan, and some say it was in the name of Yanai, that after stating that the fruit of a tree's first three years is Orla, the Pasuk states. And in the fourth year. And after presenting the fourth year's revived prohibition, it states, And in the fifth year. These connective phrases, through the letter Vav, connect the fourth year to Orla and the fifth year to Revive, which teaches that there are times when a tree is in the fourth year, but it's still prohibited as Orla. And there are times when it's in the fifth year, but it is still prohibited as Revai. This occurs when the fruits emerge early before the Tubishva of the fourth and fifth years. In this instance, the fruits remain prohibited forever as Orla or Revai. Pointing to Hassanah Bryce on the bottom of the Tesama base that regarding one who plants a tree or bends a vine into the ground or grafts a branch onto an existing tree in the year before Shemitah, Shoshim Yom Rosh Hashanah, also Rosh Hashanah, 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, when Rosh Hashanah arrives, it's considered a full year with regard to Oral, which Rosh explains that it is as if a full year passed and the tree is considered in a second year. And it's permissible to preserve these plants during Shviz, they need not be uprooted. The Gemara here suggests that the Brisa, which says that it must be a full 30 days before Shoshana, in order to be considered a full year, is not in accordance with the Premier, who said, Yom Echabashana, that a single day in the year is legally regarded as a full year. After extensive analysis, the Gemara will conclude that the Brisa is in accordance with the Premier, and when the Torah states that the tree must be planted 30 days before Shoshana, it's Lakrita, discussing the period needed for the tree to take hold. And point number three was taught in Bryce of Rebeliezer says, But Tishrei Nivra Olam, the world was created in Tishrei. He also says that Tishrei was the month that Avram and Yaakov were born in and died in, that it was decreed that Sar Rachel and Chana should conceive, that Yosef was freed from prison, and Batla Avodim Avosin Bimitzrayim, that servitude was removed from our forefathers in Mitzrayim. Ben Nisan Nigao, Betishrei in the month of Nisan, they were redeemed, and in the month of Tishrei, they are destined to be again redeemed. Yitzhak was born during Pesach. Continuing on the next daf, we learn that Rabbi Yeshua says, but Nisan Nivra Olam, the world was created in the month of Nisan. He also differs with Rebbe and says that Nisan was the month that Avram and Yaakov were born in and died, and that Benisan Nigalu, Benisan Asidim Ligael, in Nisan they were redeemed from its rhyme, and, and in Nisan they are destined to be redeemed again. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gore inquires from where is it known that the oral and revived prohibitions are extended into the fourth and fifth years? Rabbi Barabbas said in the name of and some say it is in the name of Yanai, that after saying that the fruit of a tree's first three years is Orla, the Pusik states, and in the fourth year. And after presenting the fourth year's revived prohibition, it states, and in the fifth year. These connective phrases through the letter Vav connect the fourth year to Orla and the fifth year to Revai, which teaches that, there are times when a tree is in the fourth year, but it's still prohibited as Orla. And there are times when it's in the fifth year, but it's still, prohibi- but it's still prohibited as Revai. This occurs when the fruits emerge early before the Tubishvat of the fourth and fifth years. In this instance, the fruits remain prohibited forever as Orla or Revai. Point number two is taught in Bryce on the bottom of the Testament base that regarding one who plants a tree or bends a vine into the ground or grafts a branch onto an existing tree in the year before Shemitah, Shoshim Yom we've named Rosh Hashanah, also Rosh Hashanah. 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, when Rosh Hashanah arrives, it's considered a full year with regard to Ola, which Rosh explains that it's as if a full year passed and the tree is considered in its second year. 
And it's permissible to preserve these plants during Shviz, meaning they need not be uprooted. The Gvarnir suggests that the Bryce, which says that it must be a full 30 days of Rosh Hashanah in order to be considered a full year, is not in accordance with the Rimer, who said, Yom Echo that a single day in a year is legally regarded as a full year. After extensive analysis, the Gemara will conclude that the Brisa is in accordance with Rabbi Meir. And when the Torah states that the tree must be planted 30 days before Shoshana, it's Lakrita, discussing the period needed for the tree to take hold. And point three was Tana Brisa, Rabbi Yazir says, but Tishrei Nivra Olam, the world was created in Tishrei. He also says that Tishrei was the month that Avram and Yaakov were born in and died in. That it was decreed that Sarah Rachel and Chana should conceive, that Yosef was freed from prison, that Batra Avodema was saying to be Mitzrayim, that servitude was removed from our forefathers in Mitzrayim, but Nisan Nigalu, but Tishrei Ligael. In the month of Nisan, they were redeemed, and in the month of Tishrei, they are destined to be again redeemed. Yitzhak was born during Pesach. Continuing on the next topic, when the Rabbi Yeshua says, but Nisan Nivro'o, the world is created in the month of Nisan. He also differs where Bogazun says that Nisan was the month that Avram and Yaakov were born and died in, and that Benisan Nigalu, Benisan Asidin Ligael, in Nisan they were redeemed from its rhyme, and in Nisan they are destined to be redeemed again. Alright, so now we go to our Simbradap Yud, and our standard simon is a minion of Yidin, a minion of Yidin. So here goes. The minion of botanists who knew that oral of fruit on a tree could still be prohibited in the fourth year planted the new sapling 30 days prior to Rosh Hashanah so that it would take hold and count as one year, right next to their shrubbery sculpture illustrating which historical events occurred in Nisan versus Tishrei. Once again, it's a motion. The minion of botanist, minion, that must be more enough, yud. The minion of botanist who knew that oral of fruit on a tree could still be prohibited in the fourth year, which reminds us that the source of the Orla and Revive prohibitions are extended into the fourth and fifth year, is that after saying that the fruit of a tree's first three years is Orla, the Pusik states, Ubushana Haravis, and in the fourth year. And after presenting the fourth year's Revive prohibition, it states, Ubushana Hamishis, and in the fifth year. These connective phrases through the letter Vav connect the fourth year to Orla and the fifth year to Revive. So the minion of botanists who knew the Orla fruit on a tree could still be prohibited in the fourth year planted the new sapling 30 days prior to Rosh Hashanah so that it would take hold and count as one year. Which reminds me, it was taught in Bryce regarding one who plants a tree or bends a vine into the ground or grafts a branch onto an existing tree in the year before Shemitah, 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, when Rosh Hashanah arrives, it's considered a full year with regard to Orla. The Gemara suggests that the Bryce which says that it must be a full 30 days before Rosh Hashanah in order to be considered a full year is not in accordance with Rabbi Meir, who said Yom Echa B'Shana that a single day in a year is legally regarded as a full year. After extensive analysis, the Gemara will conclude that the Brisa is in accordance with Rimer. And when the Torah states that the tree must be planted 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, it's Laklita, discussing the period needed for the tree to take hold. So the minion of botanists who knew that oil of fruit on a tree could still be prohibited in the fourth year, planted the new sapling 30 days prior to Rosh Hashanah, so that it would take hold and count as one year, right next to their shrubbery sculpture illustrating which historical events occurred in Nisan versus Tishrei. Which reminds me of the Malkus Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Yishuv regarding which month the creation of the world took place in, as well as other historical events. Was it in Nisan or Tishrei? So once again, the minion of botanists who knew that all the fruit on a tree could still be prohibited in the fourth year, planted the new sapling 30 days prior to Rosh Hashanah so that it would take hold and count as one year, right next to their shrubbery sculpture illustrating which historical events occurred in Nisan versus Tishrei. Alright, now it's time for four Bulatbat Chazara. Dav-vav. So the similar Dav-vav is a sword. So here goes. The wealthy sword swallower. Sword? That must be wrong, Dav-vav. The wealthy sword swallower who gave out tzedakah immediately to the Anim 
lined up and watching him perform, which reminds us, we learned from Befichot that one is high for Balta Acher on Tzedakah, and he has to give it out immediately because the Anim need it immediately without delay, and he shouldn't think that he's only high after three or going past, like in the case of Karbanas. So the wealthy swordsman who gave out Tzedakah immediately to the Anim, lined up and watching him perform, because he learned that one is high for Balta Acher each and every day, after the deadline, which reminds us, one is chai for Baal for each and every day after the deadline passes. The Mary explains that since the mitzvah of Baal does not apply at night, since Karbanas cannot be offered at night, therefore the mitzvah is renewed each morning. So the wealthy sword swallower, who gave out tzedakah immediately to the anim, lined up and watching him perform, because he learned that one is chai for Baal each and every day after the deadline, realized his wife was feeling left out of Baal so he gave her a beautiful sword necklace to be Masamecher for the Chag. Which reminds us, Rabbi Zer inquired if women are Chayv in Balta Acher, perhaps since they're not Chayv in Re'iyah, they're not Chayv in Balta Acher, or perhaps since they are Chayv in Simcha, they are Chayv in Balta Acher. According to Abai, women are not Chayv in Simcha, rather it's the husband who's Chayv to be Masamecher. Davzain, so the Simcha Davzain is a gun. So here goes. The gunslinger, gunslinger, that must be on Dav. Zion, Clay Zion, gun. The gunslinger knocking out targets with suggestions for other Nisan or Shoshanas, which reminds us, the Lord explains that the reason our time does not include months in the Mishnah is that he's discussing the ways in which the year is relevant to years, meaning to 12-month periods that have a lachic significance. He's not discussing ways in which it's relevant to months. He did not include Iburim because he's only discussing beginnings. He's not discussing culminations, such as the end of a period when the court may proclaim a leap year. And he did include the separation of Shkalim, since the Brites had taught that if one brought the funds from the old year, he fulfilled his chiv, and therefore the Tana could not state it as an absolute rule, for this implies it would invalidate the old Shkalim. Therefore he chose to omit this halach entirely. So the gunslinger knocking out targets with suggestions for other Nisan Rosh Hashanahs, who was thrilled when it was determined after Borom, that it was an Eber year, giving him a second Adar of rent. Which reminds me of a Machos regarding until when can one add a leap year? Is it the entire month of Adar? Or only until Purim? The Gemara explains that the reason for limiting the adding of a leap year only until Purim is that since people learn the Lachos 30 days before Pesach, the people might come to be lax and observing the prohibition against Chomets. Rashi explains that people in the distant communities will have it fixed in their minds that Pesach is in 30 days and they'll not listen to the messengers that come who tell them that it's a month later. The more explains the other time would respond that people know that declaring a leap year depends on calculations, and the reason for the delay was that the rabbis didn't finish their calculations until this time. So the gunslinger knocking out targets with suggestions for other Nisan Rosh Hashanahs, who was thrilled when it was determined after Purim that it was an Eber year, giving him a second Adar of rent, shot up his lease in fury when he realized he signed it that it was for this year and expired the first of Nisan. Which reminds us that if one said that the period of the lease was for Lashana Zot this year, then even it was on the first of Adar when the lease was signed, Kevin Shigi Yom Echel Nisan also Lashana. As soon as the first day of Nisan arrives, a year has been completed. The Gemara explains that even according to the one who holds Yom Echel B'Shana Chashub Shana, one day of a year, is considered like an entire year, it's different here. Because a person doesn't bother to rent a house for less than 30 days. Davches, so the simmer Davches is Chala. See, here goes. The special Chala, Chala, that must be more Davches. The special Chala served at the Rosh Hashanah meal, marking the seasons and day of judgment. Which reminds us, we have three different Pshatim for what the meaning is, that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Shanim, for years. It's either for Shtaros, for Tukufo, seasons, or for din, the makor that it's for din, for judgment, is from the pasuk Mereshi Zashana Badakhu Shana. The eyes of Hashem are on it 
meaning Eretz Yisrael, from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. This means, from the beginning of the year, judgment is issued regarding what will occur at the end. So the special challah served at the Rosh Hashanah meal, marking the seasons and day of judgment, was baked in the shape of a shofar in front of a covered moon, which reminds us the Gemara continues and asks how we know that the Pasuk, is referring to Tishrei and answers, for it's written, at the moon's renewal, when the moon is covered on our festive day. Now, on which Chag is the moon covered? You must say that this is Rosh Hashanah. For Rosh Hashanah is the only Chag that falls at the beginning of the month when the moon is hidden from view. And it's written in the next Pasuk, because it's a statute for Yisrael, a judgment day until the God of Yaakov. We therefore see that Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment. So the special Chalas served at the Rosh Hashanah meal, marking the seasons and day of judgment was baked in the shape of a shofar in front of a covered moon and was presented on a platter inscribed Happy Start of Yovel Year to liberated servants wearing crowns on their head. Which reminds us, the Mishnah stated that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Yovel is the Yovel years. They were asked how this can be for the Rosh Hashanah for Yovel is on the 10th of Tishrei, which is Yom Kippur. The Torah therefore states, V'kidash Mishnah Sachamishim, You shall sanctify the 50th year, Melamed, Shemizkadeshes Vaholeches Metchilaso. This teaches that the year becomes sanctified from its beginning meaning from the first of Tishrei. From the first of Tishrei, it was forbidden to work the land, and while slaves could not yet return to their homes, they were not enslaved to their masters. Rather, they would eat and drink and rejoice with crowns on their head. Tav Tess. So the simmer Tav Tess is a teapot. So here goes. Look at all the ladies who had a tea party. Tea party. That must be on Tav Tess. Teapot. Look at all the ladies who had a tea party when they put down their plows before the Shemitah began to be Mosif Mechol Kodesh, which reminds us we have Malchus regarding the source for Mosif Mechol Kodesh. Rabbi Kiva learns it from Bukhar Shibukatir Tishbos, which he says applies to the Shemitah year. Since we already know that agricultural work cannot be done during Shviz, based on the Pasuk Sadachal Asisra, he applies it to before and after Shviz, that one must desist even at the planning of the year before the seventh, whose benefit enters in the seventh, and that one must prescribe Kedusha Shviz to the reapings of the seventh year produce, whose growth continues into the year after the seventh. Rabbi Shmuel, who interprets this Pasuk as discussing Shabbos, learns the principle of Mosif Michol Kodesh from the Pasuk dealing with fasting on Yom Kippur. So the little old ladies who had a tea party when they put down their plows before the Shemitah year began to be Mosif Michol Kodesh, chattering that they overheard Yovel will begin even if they don't abandon their field to its ancestral owners, which reminds us, we have a Malchus regarding the criteria for Yovel to take effect. Rabbi Yudah says, it will take effect even if the people do not abandon their fields to their ancestral owners, and even if they do not sound the shofar, but will not take effect if they do not free their slaves. Rabbi Yossi says it will take effect even if people do not abandon their fields to their ancestral owners, nor free their slaves. It will not take effect if they do not sound the shofar. And two reasons are given. So the little old ladies who had a tea party when they put down their plows before the Shemitah began to be Mosif Michol al-Kodesh, chattering that they overheard Yobel begin, even if they don't abandon their field to its ancestral owners, couldn't believe it when they heard that even people in Chutzlars were freeing their slaves. Which reminds us that the Chavim say that all three elements are essential for Yobel to take effect. The exclusionary term Yobel has come to teach that the laws of Yobel are in effect even outside of Eretz Yisrael and people must free their slaves. That is, if in Eretz Yisrael they are freeing their slaves. Alright, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu wishing a great day and great learning.